0: Welcome to Chinuch Today with Rabbi Yerachmiel Garfield, where we highlight innovative ideas and inspiring people from the world of Chinuch. Hello and welcome to another episode of Chinuch Today. This is Yerachmiel Garfield, and I am thrilled to introduce you to a a wonderful Talmud Chacham who's making great headway both in Eretz Yisrael and now in America, and that is Rabbi Yosef Rimon. For those of us who are in America and not familiar with Rabbi Rimon, you will hear he has quite a resume, has multiple roles he's playing. He's the chief rabbi of Gush Etzion and has a shul there. He also is the Rosh Hashiva of Mchon Lev, which is a yeshiva slash uh, education center in Bai Vigan. And he also writes many, many tzvarim, that are in Halacha. I think he's going to say on the podcast that he has 25 saram and hopes to write even more that are being translated into English. And he now has opened Sulamot, which is an educational arm that in Eretz Yisrael is reaching thousands and thousands. Wait till you hear He has 200,000 young Jewish children learning from his Mishnayis program and just growing in Halacha, in Mishnah, and now in Gemara. And recently, they brought the program to America. Rabbi Dr. Uriel Lubetzky is going to be joining us as well. He is the Director of Education for the United States. And you're going to hear about how Rabbi Ramon developed to be the person that he is, and his tremendous passion and vision to not be satisfied with simply being a Rosh Ha'ir, a Rav, and a Machaber Sefer, and a Rosh Hashiva, but also is uh, interested in spreading the good word, not just in, to tens and tens and tens and hundreds of thousands of children in Eretz Israel, but throughout the entire world. And that level of ambition and love for Klal Yisrael and love for Torah is so inspiring. So you're going to hear about him and what he's doing. And this is a small example of a dream that I have. I was talking to one of my mentors, Moshe Bain, who was the previous president of the OU, among many other things. And I was telling him my dream of one day closing the gap between Eretz Yisrael and America. I feel there's so many wonderful programs going on in Eretz Yisrael, and we just don't know about them here because there's not a lot of overlap. And uh, someone should really invest in going there and mining the the both the the Haredi programs, the Hasidic programs, the Mizrahi programs, there's probably so many like amazing things going on. Think about it—the sheer number of people involved in Chinuch over there, and bringing it back. And as we were talking about it, he said that he thinks one of the premier operators in this area is Rabbi Rimon, who's doing exactly that, who is taking ideas. And that have been successful in Eretz and saying, how could these ideas be spread all the way to America? And that's exactly what he is doing. So I thank uh, Moshe Bain for the great idea. I also thank Rabbi Rimon. He was so busy. It was very hard to get him. And uh, the meeting spanned a number of different locations as he uh, went from work to home. And Baruch Hashem, we were able to get him and hear from him and be inspired by his work and learn about it. And then following our interview, we will continue with Rabbi Dr. Uriel Lubetzky and learn about the specific programs available to us here in America. Okay, well, we're very special guests today. All the way from Mary to Yisrael, we have Rabbi Yosef Sri Rimon and Rabbi Uriel Lubetzky, both of an organization we're going to hear all about called Sulamot and many other things. Rabbi Rimon, you keep very busy. That I know. You have multiple jobs and you keep very busy. And... I would love to uh, hear a little about that. I think, tell me if I'm wrong, you're the Chief Rabbi of Gush Etzion and the Rosh Hashiva of of Machon Lev. Is that right?
1: So I'm uh, the Rabbi of uh, Gush Etzion the Rabbi of Machon Lev, and And I'm busy all the time answering questions, halacha questions, writing books, and helping in Chinuchon. Wonderful.
0: So I'm going to take a wild stab and say that you were born and raised in Israel. Is that true?
1: It's true. Almost true. Raised in Israel. I was born by mistake in London. What? Uh, wow. Not, not exactly by mistake. My father is Israeli, was born in Israel. My mother, Alea Shalom, was British. And uh, she went to give birth next to her mother. So all my siblings were born in London. And uh, I spoke English to my mother when I was a child, and thanks to my mother, I can speak with you here today Bar Hashem wow,
0: okay I assume are there any benefits to that? Do you get like a british uh passport or something out of that? I have a British passport. It's easier for me to go to the states
1: exactly. I don't get
0: visa easier yeah okay Bar yeah. hashem so and
1: where in Israel did you grow up? What part of Israel you know? When I was older, so people sometimes, religious, not religious, asked me, from so where are you? I told them, Tel Aviv. They say, you mean Tnebra? I said, no, Tel Aviv, Gordon, corner of Dizingov. I was raised in the center of Tel Aviv. Around, well, lots of uh, religious people then in Tel Aviv, lots of rabbis. One of them was Rav Goren that I was speaking a lot then and lots of uh, great Al-Midei but uh, still a lot of my friends in Tel Aviv didn't end in yeshiva or maybe not religious. Some of them, yes. So, Baruch Hashem, I went afterwards to Yeshivat Netiv Meir and then to Yeshivat HaRetsiyon. But also in Tel Aviv, I think lots of things that I got in Torah. First of all, I have to say that I feel that my passion and maybe confidence I got as a child for my father when I uh, was bar mitzvah and I was laying around uh, Tel Aviv sometimes in three places mm-hmm. going an hour from one to one because they didn't have a bal My father would go with me always and I would tell him, Daddy, you already heard me. And he said, I'm to miss your day. Uh, child, a small child when I said Vart on Shabbat's table, my father used to say, wow, this is so special. What's a Shabbat? You have to write it. And it gave me lots of confidence. My sister, when I was uh, maybe 10 years old, 11 years old, all the time she was asking questions, rabbis, here and there, and it gave me a very, uh, no, I felt, wow, this is something uh, special. I remember once, she came back from her rabbi, and she said, I asked a question for the rabbi, and he said, I don't know the answer. I'm going now to Jerusalem to ask Rav Eliyoshif. Wow. He didn't have a car. He went by bus. To go to Rav Eliyoshif was maybe three minutes. Rav Eliyoshif will will accept, accept him. And I said to myself, wow, Allah is so important. He goes an hour and a half, left himself to, the, to Jerusalem to ask Rav Eliyoshif. Just because he doesn't know an answer, an answer on the halakhic questions. So I think lots of things I got in Tel Aviv. Were your and parents mechanchem? Was your father a mechanech? My father wasn't a Mechanic, but he was a Mechanic in his soul. He wasn't a Mechanic. My grandfather was a very, very famous poet in Israel. He was a rabbi and a poet. There's a street on his name that is also my name, Yosef Tzvi in Nebrak, in Jerusalem, in Tel Aviv. Uh, he was very close to Rav Kuk. And I think that lots of uh, my writing, my inspiration I got from my grandfather, and then for my father, I didn't know my grandfather because I'm named after him, but I got a lot from all the stories, from all the things that uh, he wrote, the poems and other things. So... I think that uh, my father, my grandfather, and my sister, that also believed in me all the time, that they gave me the direction. Amazing.
0: So what did your father do for a profession?
1: My father, before the foundation of Medinat Israel, he was in the Agana. he helped lots of things for the beginning of the State of Israel, and after the beginning of the State of Israel, he had... Uh, uh, typewriting school, he wrote books how to type write, how to type in uh, Hebrew and English today, you know, I computers, but then it was uh, unique. That's a mechanic, he was teaching people how to type, no? Also when I was seven years old and I typed in the typewriter my father said, look, if you want to type, just professional not with one finger so I had to learn it, but thanks to him, you know today it helps me a lot, I write my books, I write I do it quick, no mistakes, so all all those things that I didn't imagine that once will help me to write uh, lots of things in Torah are helping me today. Why did you
0: go to Yeshiva Ad Gush At Zion? of all the Yeshivot? Why did you pick that Yeshiva? Or to go
1: maybe to Merkaz Arav, or to Kerem Ve'yavne or all to Arat Sion. Even when I went to Kerem Ve'yavne Rav Goldvich knew that I'm coming and he took me and said, oh, come to my room, and then to his home, and I learned Chavruta with him, and it was very nice, very nice, and uh, I enjoyed it very much. But in uh, Yeshiva and Zion, in Gush, I felt when I went to shiurim, and to Rav Lichtenstein, Mori Veravi, I felt that I learned how to learn Torah, that I, I see a system, that I see something very deep, but very tidy, and." Um, this brought me to Yeshivat HaRetzeon.
0: And who who were you close to there? Just Rav Elychtenstein or Yeshiva, was your mi- primary
1: influence? Look, I was close also to Rav Amital and also to Rav Lichtenstein, Rav Lichtenstein. But uh, Rav Lichtenstein, I was in the end very close for the last 30 years of his life. I spoke to him maybe every day. I lived with him for years. And I think I got lots of Derech in Limud um, from him to watch his Iracha Mind, to watch his Davening his Tefillah lots of things that are important till today and also uh, Rav Lichtenstein changed my life because I was sure that I'm going to be a doctor and uh, when I was Shana uh, Daled in Yeshiva 22 years old Mori Rav Lichtenstein called me to his room Quarter of an hour, he spoke to me how to be a doctor is a profession of chesed. And I was so happy. I said, My Rosh Hashiva encouraged me to what I want to do. And after a uh-huh. quarter of an hour, I said, Aval, but in your case, you need to stay in Torah. This is your mission. This is your goal. Torah, Himuch. And, and I stayed thanks to him. Wow. Wow. That's a, that's
0: a heavy conversation to have. You know, did you think then more Chinuch or more Rabbanis, Halacha? Like at that point, how did you see yourself? I didn't
1: know yet exactly because on one hand, I wanted to be a rabbi in yeshiva. I wanted very much to be a rabbi in yeshiva Gvoha, mm-hmm. uh, although I knew that it was very complicated. And uh, I didn't know that a few years afterwards, I'll be a rabbi myself in Shivata in Gush. But also, always, I was very touched to Halakha. When I was a teenager, I was learning all the time in my free time in Mishnah Bura. I was reading and reading and enjoying it very much. When I went to sleep and when I had free time, I learned Sifrei Shut, Shelo Chuvot. I learned lots of them. When I was eight years she asked me, what are you learning? What are you reading in your free time? Which book? I told her. I told her I'm reading shooting She had a lot of two voice and uh, then she didn't understand I read all the time, but i I was connected to Halacha from the time I was a teenager, so I knew that those are the two directions that I would like to go one as a rabbi in Yeshiva and the other one to teach Halacha and maybe to be a post in alaha
0: and you mentioned before that what attracted you to Gush and of Lichtenstein was the halima, the clarity and the methodology, was that in Lambdas, more in the Gemara, and how he analyzed Gemara Sugya, or is that in Halacha, or is it the same the same process and the
1: same Mahalach, for both? Look, it's interesting, it's very interesting, because for me, it was, on one hand, the Lambdas, but on the other hand, to be able to make Lambdas clearly. You know, sometimes, Someone can go to a shield and he says, Wow, it was wonderful, shield. I didn't understand anything. He feels that if he didn't understand now, Wow, it was a high level.
0: That's how I feel when I hear of Iron Liquid. I don't speak.
1: believe in it. <laughs> but we won't go there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel that you have to be able to take Torah that is and to bring the most user friendly system. And, you know, I heard one from uh, Oreg lawyer and he was the to Rozovsky. And he said that once, he was in a shoe, a shoe of Shmuel Rozovsky, and someone asked a question. And Rav Shmuel Rozovsky answered him. And then he said, I didn't understand. So he answered again. And he said, I, I don't understand. He answered again, four times. And when he said again, that he doesn't understand, Rav Shmuel Rozovsky told him, If you don't understand, it means that I didn't prepare the Shiro perfect. Stop the Shiro now, I'm going to learn it again. I believe that as much as you prepare more and you try to use a method system and to be clearly, you can bring things that are deep but user friendly that every smart person can understand them. And this afterwards, also when I was for years, a rabbi in Yeshiva, when I taught Gemara and Lambdes, and also when I taught Halacha, and also when I write my books, I take things that can be less can be, yun, but to do them user-friendly, clearly, interesting, connected to, to Metzius to today, and I feel that Baruch Hashem it works, and students and adults, Rabbanim and Balebatim attached to halacha and to understand deep, they understand all the things in a high level, because Hashem, it's very uh, clear and user-friendly.
0: Well, that brings us a very good segue to Sulamot, which is your organization that spreads your Torah and the halacha with an agenda to be
1: bimachanach, to support chinuch. You know, sometimes when you try to teach students that maybe... They don't understand everything. Maybe they are not so touched to Torah. You try to take the level and to do it lower, to make it lower. Rav Kook taught us that you need to teach in a high level, but to speak in the language of the generation. And this is what I'm trying to do, to try to touch students and people in the right way. And uh, lots of things also in my books. Also the books that we write in Sulamot for the Ministry of Education in Israel and across the world, in the United States, in South America, Australia, France, and lots of other places uh, are in the same system. And also things that we created in Mishnah, movies that we created that brought Baruch Hashem, lots of children, lots, 200,000, lots of children to learn Torah, to learn Mishnah, to understand, to be able to learn it in a high level, and to be able also to enjoy it and to appreciate it.
0: 200,000 children are learning Mish- Mishnayot with your program?
1: So we have 200,000 children, and I'll explain. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. I'll explain. Ten years ago, we saw that Mishnah has a very low rating in school. And I said, how can it be? How can it be? Mishnah should, should have the highest rating. And then we took a team. We sat together with team, with our people, with Rav Fakhler, that was dealing with Mishnah. And we wrote books on system called KOMDAT. KOMDAT, it's not an English word. It's not .com. KOMDAT is a Hebrew word. It's Koteret. Kaf is Koteret, the title. What is the title of the Mishnah? Aleph is... Omer, who said it? Ravimei, Rabbi, Rabbi Yuda, Rav Yossi. Mem is Mikre, what is the case of the Mishnah. Daled is Din, what is the Din, the rule of the Mishnah. And Tet is Ta'am, what is the reason. And we teach children how to recognize by codes. If it's Koteret, Omer, Mikre, Din, Ta'am. And we created movies that are action movies, tension movies. In the highest levels, when I say highest level, it's not, you know, something that just, you just video. It's something that costs millions. A real tension professional movie that every chapter, there's something uh, interesting, but always something will be stuck and the Mishnah will save them. And when they learn a the Mishnah, they do it in the system of combat. And I want just to explain when you hear 2, 200,000 children that learn it, that watch their movies summertime, they watch it on their time. They decide if to see my movie. Or to see uh, something else. And they have to learn it in school all the year. But I want to give you just one example. A few months ago, I went to Rahanana. I gave a shiur at night for adults. It was full with people, but in the crowd, there were around 20 children. What did they do there, 9 o'clock p.m., in a shiur of adults? They came because they know me from the movies of Ratzim la Mishnah, Mishnah Ran. they the video, the movies, for months, I go one day from morning till night and I learn with children and I put every every uh, movie, another piece, another piece here. After the shiur, a child came to me and said, Rav Rimon, I have to share with you. I'm 14 years old. When I was 11 years old, I hated Mishnah. I didn't like Mishnah. And then I saw the movies of Ratzim la Mishnah and suddenly I saw that I catch a new system of combat. And then I had motivation to try lekamdet mishnah, yes, from Komda. Lekamdet mishnah. I took a mishnah and I saw I succeed. I took another mishnah, another mishnah. I finished masechet. Rav Rimon, you won't believe. I'm 14 years old. Last year for my mar mitzvah, I finished Shas mishnayot. Wow! And this is one example of thousands Amazing. of children that finished Sdarin, that finished Shas mishnayot because they caught the they, they caught a system. And they saw the movies and they enjoyed Mishnah. And this one, we need the children. Do you think that when Rabbi wrote Mishnahis, he had in mind Kamdat? Look, I don't think he had in mind that, but he had in mind that there is a seder of the Mishnah. That every Mishnah has a, a shita, a seder. And we try to take what was natural to Rabbi Yudha and to transfer it to words and to code that will be good for children today. And, you know, I go around in Israel, but not just in Israel. I went to Australia, Melbourne, the last summer. For them it's winter, for us it's summer. And I went to Chabad school. And the children, uh, they see my movies, our movies, and they know Kondat. I just came to the building, so all of them recognized me. They went, they were dancing. I went to a class, and I asked them, do you know Kondat? They said, of course. But in Israel, the children would say, Koteret, Omer, Mikre, Din Tam. They said, yes, of course, Koser, Koteres, Oimer, Mikre, Tam. So everywhere it can be in this Avaras Faradiz, Beautiful. Everywhere. And this is just an example. We do Ratzim Lagmara. We do other things. We try to clarify also Gemara and also Alacha and also other things. Also in Israel and also in the States that Rabbi Uriel Ubecki, is in charge of the department in the States. What was the
0: impetus? What caused you to open this department? Was it that you realized that there was a need in the Israeli Chinuch system for better programming? Is that what inspired you to open
1: this whole sniff of your efforts? Right, right. I saw that I feel that Torah and Mishnah and Gemara and Halacha are the most interesting things to learn. And for a, a Jewish person, it's not just interesting, of course. It's kiem vorech yameinu. But I know that lots of children don't feel this feeling, and because of this, I open all those uh, departments, try to be able to teach children in a way that they'll understand system, they'll understand it deep, but they'll be touched, they'll be connected, and then it's, it brings the percentage much more that they'll stay in derech also afterwards.
0: It's probably too soon to evaluate that. But do you have a sense that it's working? in the Your bigger objective of keeping kids from and connected to Torah, do you have a sense that it's working?
1: So first of all, first of all we know that lots of schools, lots of schools report that today Mishnah has the highest rating in school. And they use all the time the movies and other things. So this is something that we know also, that as much as a child enjoys Mishnah and Gemara in yeshiva, in high school it will bring him more connected afterwards. To do exactly, to see how it works I don't know if uh, we can do but we're sure that it works also afterwards.
0: I would say an easy way to study it is, if in your mind you take a school or two that you had in mind you know, not the from the schools and not the the furthest schools, but the schools that you had in mind, wherever they are, you know, your clientele. And 40% went to Yeshiva Gedola, or whatever it's called, the next, you know, level of learning, before your program. And now 60% go. So you know that you've uh, accelerated the number of kids that go to Yeshiva as a result of learning this program,
1: right? Right, yes. It's more complicated because it's true. Although there are lots of other things that change in the world, and lots of things that we... It's more complicated, but uh,
0: something to think about. So, Rabbi Ramon, how did you get to be interested in reaching out to America? I'm sure you have your hands full in Israel. Uh, What needs to be done over there? You know, what inspired you to reach out to America? How did that happen?
1: So, first of all, in the beginning, America came to me and asked for help 25 years ago. And then I came there and I visited and it started. And I tried to listen, to see what's going on, to learn all the things that are working, the things that are not working. And when I started, I saw that we have a system that can help also schools that are more in the right, more yeshivish, and also schools that are more in the left. Because if you teach in a clever way and system, so children are engaged and everyone needs help. And lots of schools that we are helping today, they told us that it really gives them a Big influence helps the schools. We spoke also to lots of schools that are more, uh, let's say, Haredi schools. And also they said that they need help, but we need to to write it maybe different that it will be good for those schools. I'm ready to do everything, to change everything, to do it. doesn't matter for me. I want children to be connected to Hashem. And if we can help this school and that school and maybe change things here, change things there, that it will be exact for the schools. Boys' schools, girls' schools. This is our mission, and I feel that in the states, uh, lots of schools are trying and willing to get this help. And when you have teachers that are motivated and try, so Baruch Hashem, we also uh, see lots of uh, success. Do you,
0: in your experience, do, do you think that girls are would benefit from the Mishnayus program as much as the boys do?
1: I'm sure that yes. But it depends if it's a more Haredi community. So it won't be, uh, with girls, with girls will teach other things. And if it's more or other things that you can uh, call the names in chutzla'areth. So if a girl is going to learn in university and high level and lots of other things. So I would like her also in Torah to be in a high level that she'll appreciate and she feel the Torah is clever, is deep. And I think then it will be, it will have a big influence on whole, all her life.
0: And do you notice any, like, differences between American schools or more so American children than Israeli children? Or do you say,
1: it's the same basic, you know, basically, the Chinuch process is the same. Look, there are things the same. There are things that are different. First of all, um, because of the language, so it changes a lot. Because if you need, in Chutz it's to work sometimes a third, half of the shoe, just to translate, so it's a mission. And it's a mission, and it takes time. And then all the time, you don't know what to do. So to give up Hebrew, to teach in English, what exactly to do? So you need to think all the time how to keep the level, although the children have no Hebrew. So this is a mission that's different than Israelis, And there are lots of other things that are, you know, we have to think about different examples, different things. But on the other hand, there are a lot of things that, of course, are the same between both kinds of children. Got it. And what do you
0: have in the future? What are your dreams for 10 years from now? What is your big aspiration?
1: So first of all, Baruch Hashem, I, all the time I write the books in Alacha, and I see that uh, the books are popular, Baruch Hashem, also with uh, Zionidati, also with Haredi, also in Israel, also in Chutz T'aretz. And I want to continue, uh, Baruch Hashem, today I wrote around 25 books, and I hope in the next 10 years, I'll write another 20 books or 25. All the time I'm working, Working on three books on Isur veter, ve Working on, uh, this was will be more Lambdes and more uh, book on uh, Tfilah, book on the Adam La'chaveiro. More books on Yilchot Shabbat, books for Abbe shabbat, books on Chashvat. Oh. Lots of books that this is my big mission. And in education, I would like what we did in Mishnah, to do in Gemara, to do in Mishnah, in Halacha, in Tanakh. From beginning, from Kita Aleph till Yudvet, till 12th grade. I, I love it. try to do it across the world. I love it. Well, Rabbi Ramon, thank you
0: so much. It was such a pleasure to talk to you, and I appreciate your time. After meeting Rabbi Ramon, now we're going to turn our attention to Rabbi Dr. Oriel Lubetsky, who is the director of of the education of the English division of Sulamur. And basically, his job is to take the vision of and the success of Rabbi Ramon, which is taking place in Eretz Yisrael, and bring it to America. And we do appreciate that Rabbi Lubetzky is going to take the time to talk to us and explain a little more about the different programs that they have to offer and how we might benefit here in America. Rabbi Lubetzky, thank you for continuing to talk about the programs. Listen, Rabbi Ramon's programs and his ideas and his idealism, his vision, really amazing stuff. How long have you been working with uh, Sulam Moat? I, I've
2: been at Sulamot for three and a half years since my Aliyah. Um, what's, your,
0: what's your role there?
2: I'm the director of education, the English program.
0: And what are your What are your bread and butter programs that are really happening in America right now? Well, we really
2: follow uh, Rav Ramon. So we take his materials and try to adapt it and develop it uh, in the way he would do it. And the areas that he's really been focused on are Mishnah, Halacha, and Tefillah. And those are the projects that we have currently now going on in America, and also in some places like English-speaking schools, whether it's South Africa, Australia, the UK, uh, as well. How many schools are you in in Chutz We're about 40 schools. Uh, The lion's share of those schools are in America.
0: And I assume, is it more in the modern Orthodox community so far where, the, where those programs are?
2: Yeah, it's, more, it's mostly in the modern Orthodox community. Uh, we haven't really gotten into the community schools because our materials are usually for a higher level. Uh, interestingly, uh, we were in touch with Torah Vidas, and uh, they may start using our stuff in Mishnah as Rav Ramon said, he wants everybody to use our materials and we'll do anything to make sure that our materials get into various different schools. Right. So we make some changes in our materials so that Torah Vidas would want to use them. And we're certainly willing to do that for schools.
0: So the Mishnah, the, the Kiddush of the Mishnah is the methodology of breaking the Mishnah down in a certain way and the videos that highlight that. Is that right? Yeah, so
2: I would say it's the systematic approach, uh, the Kamdat system, as uh, Rav Rimon uh, mentioned. And that's what he said that brought him to Gush was seeing a system, the, developing the structure of the Mishnah and understanding the structure and having a system as to how to approach the Mishnah is something very important for students because they feel that if they're already halfway there, they understand the structure, let's finish it and understand exactly what's going on in the Mishnah. Mm-hmm. But another piece is also about being pleasing to the eye. You know, you have all these math textbooks or history textbooks that have nice pictures, that have nice call-outs, that have suggestions for teaching and things like that. All that, all of that type of material mm-hmm. is now in our Mishnah and Halakha and Tefillah materials because Rav Rimon believes that in the same way that you have beautiful books for your general studies, you should have beautiful materials for your Judaic studies.
0: What is the tefillah program? Is that halakha or the meaning of the words? What's the focus of that? Both?
2: That's a good question, and and we're trying to really hit both of those uh, ideas. On the one hand, we uh, developed a book that deals with issues in tefillah. For example, um, how many times a day do we daven? Why do we daven several times a day? So the nusach tefillah why do we have the same text? So those more philosophical, general questions about fila mm-hmm. But then there is another program we're developing right now, which is to go through filot and go through specific filot. Let's take Hashir Yatsar for an example. So we'd like to have the teacher teach it for three to five minutes after davening in the morning. And one day they'll focus on Bayur of Hasher Yatzer. Another day they'll focus on the Halachot of Hashar Yatzer. A third day they'll focus on the Hashkafa behind it. To give the students a sense of what fila is about in general.
0: And what's the Halacha program?
2: The Halacha program uh, touches upon uh, several different uh, topics. We have an ethics and values curriculum that deals with ethics and values. So for example... Uh, the way we the way we organize our material is with a question. We start off with several questions. So, for example, David and Yoni are playing basketball against each other, and David goes for the ball, but instead of going to the ball, he hits the person's uh, arm and breaks his arm. So what happens in that situation? Are you high to pay? What are you high to pay? The, the five payments. So that's our ethics and values curriculum. We have now a Shabbat curriculum that we're developing that's going to be out, Meretz Hashem, um, in the beginning of uh, next year, which deals with both Shamor and Zachor topics. And the third thing that we're developing is a more far-reaching curriculum in grades 1 to 6, which is a halacha program, which focuses mainly on the Chagim, but also deals with other halachot as well.
0: So right and- now, the main halacha program is the Ethics and Values. That's, that's shovel-ready. That, yes, that's ready
2: uh, right now. Got it. And all these materials really are adapted from Rav Ramon's
0: materials that he's written already for the Hebrew division. Got it. And they come with workbooks? Like what are the, what's the set of materials you get? You get a book yeah. for the students?
2: Yes. Yeah, so what we've created is we have the workbook, the student workbook, which comes with uh, the sources and questions. We have a teacher workbook which comes with the sources and the answers to all the questions, and then we have a teacher's guide that gives suggestions for teaching. So, you know, do a jigsaw for this ti this class, uh, do a gallery walk for this class, and we give uh, this we give some suggestions as to how to Wonderful. go ahead.
0: And have you created a little community in America of the people teaching it, where they share ideas and and collaborate? That's a great
2: idea, and we've tried. We haven't been so successful. We have set up WhatsApp groups for our different uh, curricular materials. Um, But uh, I think that people, teachers, are really very, very busy and have uh, difficulty participating in these types of um, sessions. So we have to consider and think about how we can interact with our teachers a little bit better.
0: Yeah. All right, wonderful. Is there anything else you want to share about the program? It sounds like really dynamic and something that's growing and really going to be picking up speed. How do people find out more about it, by the way? If they wanted to reach out to you and bring it to their school, how how should they get in touch with you?
2: The best thing to do is to go to the Sulamote website. It's pretty easy. Just put in Sulamote.org and go to the English division and look up the curriculums and the materials are all there. Ah, uh, people are welcome to reach me uh, directly. If you put my name up on Google, it'll come up. Uh, that would be the way to reach me. Okay, we also awesome. try to reach the schools directly by sending emails to them and giving them calls, because uh, we feel that we have, we have some, we have an excellent product. Uh, we have the resources, because of all the resources that we have here in Sulamot, of the Hebrew division, the Latin American division, the French division that we pool our resources and able to use them to better Jewish education in the States and around the world.
0: Amazing. Amazing. All right. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to sharing this with the wider community and uh, really appreciate your time today. Our pleasure. Thank you very much. All the best. I find Rabbi Ramon so remarkably inspiring. Here's a person who is so accomplished, who's a Rav or Sheshiva, Makavr Sefer, and he doesn't stop. He keeps pushing, and you can hear in his voice a sense of urgency that he wants to reach as many Jewish children as possible. He's covering hundreds of thousands with innovations, following his Rebbe, Rav Lichtenstein, Zechert and finding new and improved ways of making Mishnayis learning and in general learning Gemara Halacha more meaningful and making sure that it resonates with today's youth. It's so fascinating how he mentioned that he saw Mishnayis was rated as the least favorite subject and that spurred him to figure out how to make it more relevant and help the children connect and he used a combination of methodologies both being clear and developing a, a very specific way of analyzing and understanding mishnayos as well as bringing beautiful materials and even movies to make sure that it's a dynamic experience for the children and those of us who are in different areas of education could appreciate the impact that packaging could have on the educational experience. We look to a lot of different things to improve education, and there are a lot of pedagogical tools that are available to us in terms of presentation and review and evaluations and project-based learning and diversification. And one of those key areas is the quality of the curricular materials, no doubt. This is certainly an area that in Lamude Kodesh, we're always challenging to keep up with the general studies program. Our general studies materials, our books, the computer, software, uh, supplemental material, is all extremely impressive, very well designed, and updated to the most modern specifications. While many of our Lemude Kodesh books are very much behind that. You can look through some of the catalogs that are available for workbooks on Navi or Halacha, And many of the materials are very outdated in black and white. You could see they're like pencil drawn in a very simplistic way. And we really are moving past that as people like Rabbi Mona are stepping up and developing modern, relevant, and attractive materials. So as I always say, part of the focus of this podcast is to expose new ideas. This is certainly one of them that maybe some of our listeners would not naturally come across. Check out their Sula Mote, and look at their materials. And let's see how we continue to grow by making sure that we're using the best materials, learning about the best materials, and sharing them appropriately. And with that, we segue into our very regular ending, which is... Sharing is caring. So if you're enjoying this podcast and you know other educators or other parents or people that would be interested in learning about Chinuch, please do us a favor and share it and rate us. And that way, we'll be continued to be Yagdil Torah VeAdira by spreading the good word. This is Yerachmiel Garfield, wishing you a wonderful day.